Hey guys, it's Kim. Happy Tuesday and welcome back to another episode of the My Lips Aren't Sealed podcast. Today I'm being joined by a very, very special guest, my girl Kiana. Hey Kiana. Hello, hello. <laughs> I'm really excited to have you on. It's going to be... It's going to be a really fun episode. I met you, how long ago was that then? Like, I started five months ago, I think. So just before the new year then, it had to have been. Uh, After, it was this year. What month are we in? May? (laughs) I would have said April, so I'm glad that you said that first. We're, We're in May. I met Kiana at the cycle studio that I work at, and she's a spin instructor. She's so badass, so cool, and we were chatting a little bit ago about my podcast, and you, what did you say to me? Probably something to the tune of, I'm a podcast bitch or a podcast <laughs> girly, something like that, and it has literally been... I would say probably two years, a goal of mine to be on a podcast. I feel like I have a lot to say. Like I literally don't shut up. Yeah. So this is years. a good channel for me. Oh my God. Well, welcome. So Wait, is this your first here. podcast you've been on? Yes. Okay. So very exciting guys. We're, we're super, super excited to have Kiana on today. We're going to be taking a little bit of a different approach with the episode today. Kiana already knows what's going down. We'll still do catch up with Kim, pick up the week. But we are going to do something that I was inspired by my one of my favorite podcasts is Two Hot Takes. I think you've heard of them before, right? I've heard of it, but yeah. I've not listened on my own. So they read Reddit threads and they like respond and give their own takes on like people's situations and stories. And when I got to know you better and your personality and then you mentioned wanting to be on a podcast I was like, you know what? You would be perfect for this because I feel like you have a very strong opinion on things in the best way possible. (laughs) And so we're going to do that today. We're going to read, I think, four or five stories that I pulled from Reddit. She has no clue what to expect because I haven't, you haven't read them yet. No. Right? I have not. So we're going to go through those a little later on. Before we do, quick reminder to rate me five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you're feeling a little extra generous, please write a written review. And if you're watching on YouTube this week, please make sure to give me a thumbs up and to click that subscribe button. And last plug, if you're not already following me on Instagram, make sure you do at Kimberly Cobb and at my lips aren't sealed podcast. I will be doing a really special giveaway for whoever posts and tags me on your Instagram story listening to the podcast. I'm trying to spread the word. You know know how it is. So I have a secret prize that I'll be giving away at the beginning of next month. So get posting on your stories. Tag me whether it's like a selfie of yourself listening or just a screenshot of the episode, whatever you're comfortable with. Post, tag me. You do have to have a public account so I can see the post clearly um but oh footsies we're doing a little i know right i'm now. just i'm already like really vibing with you already so i wanted to give you a little <laughs> touch to let you know thank you i appreciate that um, but make sure you guys uh post on your stories tag me and tag at my lips aren't sealed podcast i think that's all the housekeeping am i forgetting anything i don't think so i don't think so before we do begin what's your handle if, if you want people to follow you my handle is kiana underscore millican which is obscure enough to where i don't think you'll find anybody else yeah with true. The, even a similar how handle. do you spell it okay there's so many different ways to spell kiana and your last name correct and i've never met a kiana that spells it the same way as me really um, and i blame my mom because it's kind of spelled like fiona it is. So I get called Kiona, Kiona 95% of the time, which I consider it a personality trait at this point. And sometimes I call it my alter ego if I've drank too much. <gasps> Kiona. Love yeah. that. It's love Kiona. That. Yeah. yeah. Can, and you, can you do any like Shrek impressions? Like I can do like a Fiona. You can? Yeah. You want to hear it? Yeah. Kind of. Let's hear it. 
Okay, so this is Shrek. This is so embarrassing. Okay, this is Shrek calling out for Fiona. Okay, are you ready? I, <laughs> so I am literally in shock. Let's do this. Okay, okay. Fiona! <laughs> so- <laughs> <laughs> okay, can you, can you say that in like Kiana though? Kiana! <laughs> Kinda? I'm I feel ki- like I'm my voice. I'm obsessed. I'm a little, my voice is a little raspy right now from the weekend, but Fiona! See, it's pretty good, huh? I'm kind of obsessed. Yeah, donkey. Stop. I, I know. It's good. She's who hot. knew? She's hot and funny. I was going to say, a woman <laughs> of many talents, not just a podcaster, okay? Oh, wait, okay, okay. So what is your handle? Kiana underscore Milliken. And so you spell Kiana like Fiona, but so with a K. K-I-O-N-A. Yes, underscore Milliken. M-I-L-L-I-C-A-N. Perfect, perfect. So if you guys are vibing with Kiona... Yeah, honestly, at this point, it's an inside joke between all of us. I you love can it. call me Kiona. I love it. I will put her handle in the show notes so you guys can follow her. She'll be tagged in the stories as well. So give her a follow. Give me a follow. And again, get those stories posted. But with all that housekeeping done, we are going to jump on into Catch Up With Kim. So, you guys, what is the 411? What has everybody been up to? Now we're going to jump on into Catch Up With Kim. So what's up? How was your week? You know what? One thing about me is I don't have boundaries. So I'm always a busy bitch, you know? Um, Half of it is probably with stuff that I don't want to do, which is fine. Like what? Like doctor's appointments? Yeah. Like the Kiana that books doctor's appointments is not the Kiana that shows up to them. Right. Um, I feel a lot of people can relate to that. And it's like, no, Kiana, you need to get your blood work done. Like, you know, new year, you got to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. And so I do that. I book all of my appointments. And two came up this week and I just... I'm not going to do it. I'm not. What was it? So one, I actually go to this doctor's office and it is called Roots Behavioral Health. Have you heard of it? No. Okay. So so one thing about me is I have a cocktail of medications I take in the morning and I have it down to a science. Love that for you. Same. Correct. So I'm like, okay. I had all the meds before you came over because I was like, she doesn't need to see all this. No, literally, I'm at the point now where I go to the pharmacy and they give me all of my prescriptions in a sack. Oh, that's like, nice. Yeah. So a little handwritten note, like a lunch. At this point, they're like, okay, we're on a first name basis. Like, okay, bye, Kiana. Like, see you next week. Um, so yes, I have tons of prescriptions. Good. And I've been kind of adding and taking away some for the past like five years. Okay. And so this place called Roots, they kind of evaluate all of your medications and how they work together and work with your body. Interesting. And typically whenever I leave doctor. So is it like neuro, what's, what is it called? Neuropathic? Is that the word? Honestly. What's the word when it's like natural? Natro. <laughs> this is so embarrassing. No. Physio? No. No. Na- natural. What is it? Ner- neuropathy? That's not this a word. This is embarrassing. I'll Google it later. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll update you. But I, I don't know what it's called either. Yeah, but I. But it's like love. a nat- is it like more of a natural approach to your medications? Yeah, I would say so. Like they, I mean, I took Chem One Hundred and One like literally ten years ago, and it was humiliating. So I would love to tell you what I think that they're doing whenever they're talking to me about all my prescriptions. But essentially, they are making sure that like you know. I'm not taking one prescription because of the symptoms that another prescription gives me, but rather because like that's actually an issue I'm having. I see. And I typically leave doctor's appointments and I feel like I'm rushed through there. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're not listening to me. I feel like everything is like my problem. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, it is a problem, but like, I want you to help. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they just like, so do you like this place? This love, love. So they didn't rush you. It was more like chill or it was still a little bit. Well, because they wanted to get to know me first, obviously, to see, like, 
how I function. Right. Um, so I was in there and I probably chatted with her and built some rapport for about 25 minutes, which is kind of unheard of. It's pretty on brand for you though, I feel like. No, 100%. Like I say that and I'm sure that all my doctors are like, Kiana, shut up. Like you talk too much. So I'm sure that she probably doesn't spend that much time with everyone. Right. But let's say on average, like 15 minutes for most people. And she went through every single one of my prescriptions and just made small modifications okay. and game changers. Really? Absolute game changers. Okay, good. So you're proud of that Kiana for showing up that day? No, I didn't show up. Oh. But I rescheduled. I rescheduled. Oh, so this, you were talking about a previous appointment and Correct. then this was like a follow-up? Correct. Okay. Well, that's okay. What yeah. was the other appointment? I'll get back with her next week. Good. Um, so my next one is I actually, it's something I've never been to a dermatologist. Oh. Have you? No, I've always had perfect skin. Okay. It's so like, I, it's like the one thing God was like, all right. I'll give you like, good skin. I'll give her a pharmacy, but I'll give her good skin too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So same. Like there's never been a reason why I've had to go. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like obviously not a priority of mine. Yeah. But did you have a certain issue that you were like wanting to go to no. get addressed? No, because you know, again, like Kiana who wants to do all of the things was like, I need to have a go-to derm. Why? Why? I don't know. Like, I get it for the girlies who need it, but... Did but you have to pad a pocket for it or was it covered? It's covered. So that's also why it's like, why not? You yeah. Know, like throw it in the cart. Yeah. So I booked with, I think, Westlake Dermatology. And oh, I, I do like Westlake. My friend works there and it's it's a, such a stunning, like that's like a spa experience. Oh, wait. So do they do Botox and stuff there too? Yes. Westlake that probably would have like, gotten me to show up. Yeah. Westlake is like bougie. It looks like a spa when you're driving up to it. It's kind of intimidating. Like you need to make sure you look good when you show up there. I was about to say, so I have to wear makeup. Absolutely. On it. All the okay. girls are like supermodels, like running the front desk. And I heard they're really nice, but it's, it's like a spa. You should go though. Now I'm stressed. I'm yeah. a little stressed about it. Keep me posted. I'm excited for you. Well, what, what else did you do this week that was fun? Did you do anything fun or just the oh my God. appointments you missed? So I think this is kind of like my take for the year. Okay. Mm-hmm. You should always take yourself on dates. Yeah. Yeah. And so what I'm I've a done. Big, I'm a big believer in that. I'm like, I've been single for a long time and I, it's like, you don't need a man or somebody to go with you. Like I do have some like nerves and hesitation with going to like a nice dinner by myself, but I still take myself on dates. And yeah, like you kind of have to get past that hump, but once you do, there's nothing more relaxing Mm -hmm. quite literally. And so two times this week, um, cause newly single girly here, you know, Mm -hmm. I've been single for a whole month. And so learning to take myself on dates. And so I went and got sushi twice by myself and read my book. I love that. What book? So it's called Happy Place. Okay. And yeah. uh, it's part of my book club. I'm in a book club because, again, no boundaries. I want to do all of the things. You are. So I'm in this book club, and we were supposed to have it done by this Sunday. And did I finish it? No. Are no. my intentions good? Absolutely. Yes. 100%. So took myself on these dates. I love that. Normalize it, it. What's your go-to sushi roll? Ooh. Okay, so I'm basic. I'm like a shrimp tempura bitch. I don't eat like the raw raw fish you, at all. No raw fish. I've eaten it before, but I don't enjoy it. What about like the imitation crab? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like that's kind of shredded up. Yeah, I've had that. Kind but of I do prefer like the, the shrimp, like crunchy shrimp tempura, like the basic, you know, like the, the soy sauce. I'm there for like the experience. And then I always drink it with like eat my sushi with Sprite. That's like the most refreshing combo to me. I don't know why. It, it just always is. Oh my God. Do you know what's crazy what? is literally the other day. Cause this place, they still have, um, 
like their restrictions up to where you order from a QR code. And I had a Coke because I don't think you can eat sushi with just water. It's just you can't do it's it. Gross. You need something you need to cleanse. Yeah. You got to cleanse the palate, mm-hmm. you know. And I was a little hungover from my friend's Norway Day celebrations. Okay. And I was like, maybe a Sprite will do the trick. Yeah. Because I typically get Coke. Me too. I'm a Coke girly. Right. So I was like, yeah. I'll get Sprite. And I did Sprite and sushi on mm-hmm. Thursday night. That's Who is she? Ama- you're me. That's me. That's what uh, Kim would do. Love that. What was the role though? Probably not was, what Kim would do. No. Mm-mm. It was... So I'd like to think that I like I'm crazy, but I'm really not. Like there's you, some you crazy girl. Yeah, like I'm wild. You know, I got tuna. <laughs> yeah, like no shit. I think I literally got like it was like a black peppered tuna with like on top of a California roll. Okay, so it's like you're not a complete basic bitch. Like we'll add a little bit. It of, sounds fancier. Like it's it was good. It okay, felt well, that way. good for you. I'm proud of you. And yeah, you, I remember you mentioned that you are nearly single, so it's good to get out, treat yourself. I. What did I get up to this past week? I, I'm just thinking the main thing, my big focus for the week was just getting my steps in because you are, uh, as I mentioned earlier, you're a spin instructor. So you are always like, no matter what, if you're teaching class and you're a lead spin instructor. So I think you teach like four classes, five a week, right? Remember what I said about boundaries? It's six now. Oh, it's six. Mm -hmm. Love that for me. So you're getting your fitness in every day. I love sitting on the couch with my dog. I love relaxing, eating, lounging. Queen shit. I think I am like a Pomeranian. Like Mm -hmm. that is the life I live. But lately I'm like, you know what? I have a crush on this guy. So I'm like, you know what? I I won't talk too much about it. But I have a crush on this guy. So I'm like, you know what? Wait, how'd you meet him? I just have to know. I can't tell you because it will give way too much. I'll tell you after. Okay, fine. Fair enough. I'll tell you after. But I know it will give it away. But I, not that he, I feel like I need to change or anything, but I'm just like, I don't know if I would necessarily feel super confident, like having sex right now, just cause I'm like a little insecure with like some little problem areas. And I'm very body positive. I think everybody's beautiful. Truly. That's like a, a, a hill I'll die on, but I still think it's normal to have insecurities, especially like I've been celibate for a while. I'm like, okay, I, I just want to feel confident in my own skin. And even if that means like getting my steps in just to make me emotionally feel better and happier. So this past week, this is probably not a big deal to you, but every single day this past week, I got my 10,000 steps in and I'm like very proud of myself. I think that's no easy feat. First off, I want to say that I am 100% game. Like when people have these goals for themselves, I'm like, I want to get 10,000 steps, for example. There's no better feeling than like mentally checking that off your list. Yes. And it's like you kept that promise to yourself, Mm -hmm. which is the best feeling. So like even like you said, aside from physically doing 10,000 steps, mentally and emotionally, it is the best feeling ever. I feel really good. I'm like very proud of myself. And it's not like I just went on the treadmill downstairs because I'm also I my mood is based on the weather. Mm-hmm. And getting outside. Like, if I don't get my son, like, I'll be depressed. And I did fall into a depression for a long time because I didn't leave my apartment. And so this whole week, I got my 10,000 steps every day. But I did it by walking on the trail. So I walked, like, from my apartment all the way to the trail, looped around, like, both sides of the water. Like, and it was so good. And in doing so, oh, I can't, I don't want to give away too much. But let's just say good things happened on the trail while I was, like, say less. Should so I go on the trail today? The trail, there's always hot guys on the trail. I'm always mm-hmm. meeting guys. It's, it's a, it's like, not only am I getting my steps in, but I'm also like meeting people and running into people. And it's just, it's good. It's Wait, a good time. men it's like a stop you on the trail? Stop me on the trail? To talk and like you meet men on the trail that way? I do, but I don't, not on the actual trail. Cause if you're walking, people don't want to stop. Right. Fair. The, the thing to do is to go to uh, the dog park area where it's off leash 
And so I'll walk that area, whether I have Louie or not, I'll still go there and be like, oh my God, which one's yours? I'll be a fucking creep. I don't care. I'm trying to meet a husband or meet somebody. And we don't have time here to not be doing our due diligence yeah. and not be doing the most. Yeah. So it helps when I have Louie. So we'll talk about our dogs. And I'm like, oh my God, we should do it. Like, I'm very confident. I'll be like, oh, let me get your number. Like we should have like a dog date or walk together. And I'll get his number. Normalize getting guys' numbers. Normalize getting guys' numbers. I love getting guys' numbers. And then we text and it's good. I haven't met my soulmate yet, but it's definitely built my confidence by going out there. Because guys think the confidence in itself is so hot. So anyways, speaking of dogs. So I got my 10,000 steps in every day. Very proud of myself. Got outside and I've like had friends join me some of the days. It's really fun. Speaking of dogs, though, the biggest highlights of my week is I went to the ATX weenies race have you heard of that no there's like this instagram group and it's called atx weenies it's for wiener dog owners and they had a pop-up race at this local bar uh, called skinnies have you been to skinnies where's skinnies it's like east i think it's owned by the same people as superstition higher ground but it's more of like a divey kind of bar but they have a big they have a big huge outdoor patio and so there was over 50 dogs who entered to race And there's all these wiener dogs there. And I just went because I'm like, this is adorable. And I just eat that shit up. So my friend and I went and we ran into some other people we knew. We watched the races. Like they literally had like. I love that. They had different heats. Like there was like 11 heats of like five dogs each that race. And then there was a semifinal and everybody was cheersing and clapping. It was so cute. Just think about like the the manpower behind that. Like, can you imagine like someone's potentially full-time job was organizing this race? Oh, it was. I love yeah. that shit. Yeah. And she was very proud. She was on the mic. She was Stop. very, she was so cute. And An organizer people, and a DJ. Yeah. An MC. <laughs> yes. And the people, you know, it was the funniest part was people would be like, oh, which one's yours? And my friend and I are like, oh, we, none of them, none of them are ours. But the funniest thing is when I went on one of my walks, my 10,000 step walks, I was walking and this time it was with my sister and this old lady walks by with the wiener dog mm. and um, we're like, Oh my God, your dog's so cute. And she's like, thank you. And I recognize the dog from the wiener dog race. Cause I'm a freak out of all the, like, 50- is that number 35? Well, so I was like, were you at the wiener dog races? And she's like, yeah. And I said, what's your dog's name? And she said, Murphy. I said, Oh my God, that was, Stop. I knew it was him. And she was so honored that I like recognize her dog and she's like he didn't win and I know he didn't, <laughs> I know he didn't win that's when you just have to act surprised oh because oh, he's the one who like they're like and go and they're like and all the dogs start racing and this dog stayed behind and like Murphy. it was so cute he had little legs that were like this tall little white paws he was so cute so definitely like a niche event to go to I don't even have a wiener dog, but it was fun it was like a cute very wholesome they had hot dogs and puppuccinos and it was just a good time. So okay, what's highlight. the vibe around having a hot dog there? Like, I feel like that's maybe a little bit. Well, because wiener dogs. I know, but like, you call wiener dogs hot dogs and then you're eating hot dogs. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, can is I, that weird? Can I top this for you? My hometown, Fair Oaks, California, we have chickens that like walk around off leash. I guess it's so hot. Like They're at the off leash dog park cage, too. Cage free chickens, <laughs> but they literally, they roost up in the trees. We have, the, we have these huge, beautiful trees and it's like, we have coffee shops and stuff and they just walk around the chickens. And every summer we have a thing called the chicken festival where we come and like celebrate the chickens. This is so weird. I know, but we celebrate the chickens and there's like, um, artists, it's like a big street fair and there's like hot chicken that you can buy and eat and it's so fucked up because it's like we're celebrating the chickens that we love and there's art for sale like chicken artwork and everything 
but then we're also eating chicken. So there's that. I feel like that tops the hot dogs and wiener dogs. 100%. So. Same wavelength, <laughs> but I definitely say that the wiener dog one is like more PC. 100%. Right? So when you're like, oh, hot dogs, I'm like, it's got nothing you're on like, it. You're like, say less. That's like, got nothing on my Say chickens. less. I have a chicken festival. I, went, I got the chicken festival. Uh, but that was pretty much my week. Anything else you got to add? My only other thing that I wanted to talk through, because I, do you know a lot of people who have family reunions? No. I wonder if that's not a thing anymore because I had a family reunion this past weekend. I think it is. I just have a very small family. Mm. So like your family reunion is like Christmas. Yeah. And there's like eight of us. It's very small. Are My your parents only children? Um, No. Our family's just chaotic and nobody talks. L- honestly, love <laughs> like that. Keep your group small. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yes. Quality over quantity. We have a very small family. Um, all of our extended families in the Netherlands, like in Holland, and like here, like my mom has a brother. I don't talk to my biological dad. Um, it's just like, you know, it's just a, a, I've always dreamt of a family reunion. Like that really? sounds really cute and like fun. Yeah. So I, you have one coming up though, right? Well, I had one this past weekend. Oh. And um, it was, it used to be at Brownwood Lake where if you know anything about Texas or you're a Texas native, you know that, you know, Brownwood isn't what people set their sights on. Okay. Mm. So we went to Brownwood for, it's been 33 years now. We've had this family reunion. Wow. And 33 yes. years. Mm-hmm. So before you were born, how old are you? 27. Okay. Yeah. So before you were born. Yes. Dang. And like all four of my dad's wives have seen this family union. Like it's a, it's an obstacle. Like it's a, it's a, it's a time. Separate wives or four wives at once? Separate. Oh, Thank okay. you for clarifying. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying. <laughs> all four separate wives at separate times went to this family union. Yeah. So this was year 33 and it's at Possum Kingdom, which we definitely like upped the ante. It used to be Lake Brownwood, but that bitch dried up. Did you say Possum Kingdom? Yeah. Okay. Is that like a lake or? Yeah, I think it's actually like a pretty freaking big lake. It's like, I think it's west of Dallas. Okay. I may just be completely talking out of my ass, but what's new? I think. Okay. All we got to know is Possum Kingdom. Can you imagine people sitting around the table being like, what should we name this lake? Possum Kingdom. And they're like, that's it. Like they're like, probably high when they named that. Yeah, they're like, Poss- they're like, that's the one. I'm like, did you not have a marketing team on board to help you name this lake? Like, possum criminal. King. Did you see any possums? Not one. That's a shame. 100%. Like, that'd be, if it was actually a possum's kingdom, I'd understand. Yeah. I did not see one. Or are they nocturnal? Are possums? And did you know it's opossum? So was it called opossum? No. That's actually a great point. It was just possum? Yeah. So what's a possum? I don't know. Damn. I'm leaving the family unit with more questions and answers. I know. Okay, so was the reunion fun, though? Yeah, the reunion's fun. It's like, the thing about the Milliken side of the family is it's really no frills. You know, like, we unironically drink Franzia. I probably had, like, my own, you know, two 12-packs of Michelob Ultra. So it's a big, like, that's, like, your party side of the family. Like, people like to go, like, have a good time. Yeah, yeah. And every, like, on the last night of the family reunion, we have a catfish fry, which, honestly, fried... Fried fish in general is my 13th reason. Like, I can't. <laughs> I'm not a fish person, really, so. It's criminal. I like, like the idea of it. It sounds very, like, southern, I guess. Like Right. Like, right? very, like, tis the season vibes. Like, yes. it's so cool. Everyone's, like, all helping out, you know, like, with the hush puppies and all that. And See, hush puppies, I can fuck with. Mess That's just me up. fried dough, right? I think. Yeah. I thought it was cornbread for a long time, but I don't think that's right. Yeah. And so we, you know, had the fish fry, which again, my 13th reason. And so I'm waiting for everyone to go through the line because I'm a gentleman. And I finally go through the line to get, you know, the French fries and the hush puppies because like mm-hmm. I'm not messing with the catfish. And um, I get into line. 
everything's gone but the catfish, <gasps> the little fucking catfish nuggets. And at that point, I realized the family reunion was over for me. You know, like I I'd needed to leave. Like I'm going to check out tonight. I'm like tearing up thinking about it because I literally hate fried food. Like if not you fried aren't food. watching on YouTube, she literally has baby tears yeah. swelling up in her eyes. So needless to say, like, I don't know that they can be my family anymore. Um, but off. next time, like, save me the fucking squash and hush puppies and yeah. french fries. So it was all fun and games until last night around 7 And then you were, oh, this was last night. So you were hungry. I, the worst thing for me is being hungry, especially like with trying to eat healthier. I'm like, I can't like, I can't mean I can eat healthier, of course, but like I can't not eat. I don't know how people starve themselves. Like I, I get hangry, I get irritable and I can't eat catfish. Even as a last resort, I wouldn't do it. Correct. And like, I'm already a hate angry and irritable person in general. Like I can't be out here not having anything else to eat but catfish. Feed the girl. Criminal. We need, we need but the overall, girl. the Millican Flu Hardy reunion was everything of the sort. Good. Again, no frills. So you're just out there drinking beers at 10 a.m. Yeah, as you should. Love. Yeah. Um, and eating catfish if that's your thing. So this was an all-day thing. It was the whole weekend. I got there Friday afternoon and left <sighs> this morning. Okay. Well, welcome back. You know what? Happy to be back. Happy to um, eat potentially, you know, pan-seared salmon <laughs> for dinner. Um <laughs> Just, you know, just not fried. Yeah, not fried. Death. Okay, cool. Well, that wraps up the Catch Up With Kim section, and we're going to shift on into our picks of the week. Oh, my God. I love your skirt. Where did you get it? Thanks. Just want it. I see it. I like it. I want it. I got it. Now we're going to jump on into picks of the week. So I'll go first with, with this my quick little picks. Uh, the first one is Selling Sunset. The new season just came out. Uh, Did you watch it yet? Probably not because no. you were at your family reunion. I think it came out Sunday night. I could be wrong. But regardless of what day it came out, I started it right when I saw it came out. Mm -hmm. And I already finished the season like in less than 48 hours. I will say, actually, I took some notes on this because I didn't want to forget anything. And I need to hear all of the takes too. Yes. And I could literally do a whole Selling Sunset episode. But I wrote a few things. There's no Christine. Did, did you watch the other two seasons? Yes. Okay. So Christine is not in this new season. She was the villain of season one and two. She made for great TV and she's not in it. And if you watch season two, I think she does end up leaving the show anyways. Mm -hmm. But it was interesting because it wasn't as entertaining without her. Like she definitely added a lot to the show. And I think producers knew that. So they brought on, I think. They brought on two new people onto the season and one of them, her name's Bree. She's Nick Cannon's baby mama. What? Yes. And one Obsessed. of them. Cause he has a lot of baby ten, mamas. Right. Yeah. I don't know if it's 10 baby mamas, but I think there are 10 children. He has 10 baby mamas and I can't get a guy to text me back. <laughs> same. Something girl. to think about. Same, same. But it's interesting getting her like take on all of it. And when they first showed her on the show, I didn't like her. I was like, just like her little intro, I'm Brie, and like all the the shots of her looking beautiful and bitchy. But like the more I watched her on the show, I actually like her. She keeps mm. it like very real. Uh, she has like really cool clients. Like one of them is like Saweetie. Is that how you say her name? So yeah, Saweetie. Um, so she's on it on the show. Uh, one of her clients, I think, is like, or was it hers or maybe that was Emma's? Harry Styles' house is getting sold. He's not on it, but. They talk about it. By proxy. Yes. Uh, another note I put on. Oh, yeah. I said unpo unpopular opinion was I love Brie because she was just really cool. And then you, we also got to know a lot more about G and Chriselle's relationship, which was 
fascinating for me because she was so gung-ho with Jason saying mm-hmm. she was going to get married to Jason. And then all of a sudden she's in this relationship with somebody who's non-binary and it was good because they touched on all of it. And yeah. after, honestly, they did a good show, a good job at showing their relationship and making me uh, not approve, not that they need my approval, but I'm like, okay, I get it more. Yeah. They showed their dynamic and she does truly seem happy with him. I think she has crazy eyes. Like she's a little unhinged. G-flip or Chriselle? Chriselle. Think, I think Chriselle's got no a little, surprise. got a little, um, what is it called? A few screws loose, but I still like Queen. her. I still like love. I like all the people on the show. Really. It's just TV at the end of the day. Right. And after being on reality TV, I feel like I have like a different lens on all of it. Cause I know a lot of it is very scripted and produced, but it was cool to see their dynamic. So, so here's where I'm confused. Cause she initially like broke up with Jason because he wasn't ready to settle down. Right. And he, cause and she wanted children mm-hmm. and, Whenever she first came out that she was dating G Flip, yeah, she was, you know, she said like G Flip is a artist, kind of a rock star, likes to travel around the world. And so I feel like the way that she presented G Flip was that they weren't ready to settle down. Love mm-hmm. that they got married. I saw the announcement. Yeah. But I am interested to see like what their plans are for children since that was so important to her. They touched on it. Okay. So I won't spoil okay. it. Well, I'll tell you because this isn't a really a necessarily big spoiler because that's what I thought going into it. I'm like, how, why would she leave Jason? He doesn't want kids and then end up with somebody who's like traveling and, and doesn't Correct. seem in that, that stage of life. So they touch on it. So basically come to find out, Chriselle's always been open to adoption mm. and Jason wasn't even open to that idea in the future. Oh. And G Flip is open to adoption. Basically, Chriselle sits down with Jason and they, they talked it all through and mm. she's open to, or they're open to uh, doing adoption and Jason wasn't. And Jason actually brings a new girl, his new girlfriend onto the show too. And she's like 24, 25. Stunning, gorgeous, but they all are, which is like so sickening. It makes me like, want to put makeup on to like go downstairs and get the mail or something. I but I don't have it in me. No, I don't. And I also wonder, well, okay, you can spoil it for me. Who's the villain this year? Like this season? I don't want to spoil it for the listeners. Fair. Because it's my wreck of the week, guys. Pick of the week. So watch it. We can talk about it next week. I'll give people like a week to watch it because I'm just a freak and already watched. I think there was like at least 10 episodes. Like it was, I got addicted. I was sitting on this couch. See, there's an indent on the couch. I was just sitting there watching it with Louie. But that is my pick of the week. My second pick of the week, I'm not sure how my, I did my hair really fast this morning when I was like getting ready for you to Love cover. It. But it's this crimper from Amazon, obsessed with it. Somebody like messaged me or commented and they were like, is it a perm? Like, how'd you get your hair like that? I love it. And I'm like, no, it's literally a crimper. And it was cheap. I think it's less than $30. Wow. And it is so easy to do my hair like this. It takes less time to do this than to straighten and curl my hair. Like Cause I feel like separate. there's not as much precision, you no, know, I just go one, two, three. I take my hair into three sections, crimp it and I'm done. It's giving aquamarine vibes and I love it going into the summer. Why not? Yeah, no, I love it. And I feel like it frames my face. Well, like it's just, I love it. it's very flattering. And so that is my pick of the week. So it is selling sunset, the new season, go watch it. If you haven't already, are you going to watch it? You think? I think so. Like, I've watched all the other ones leading up to it. I think that I just, and this might be kind of a hot take, I just found Christine insufferable. Oh, she's insufferable. That's why she made for good TV. Right. But it was almost to the point where it's like, no, like, I literally 
can't fucking stand you. Yeah. Like there comes like, like I, okay. I take it back. Actually. I hate Davina. She, okay. The funniest thing with Davina, and this is not a spoiler. She like randomly just pops up throughout the season. Like she is not in any of the episodes. She's not a part of any narrative at all. She just randomly will be like in the back of the office and chime into a conversation. And then it's like, as a viewer, we're like, wait, she's there. And then they'll be like, wait, where's Davina now? And they're like, oh, she's at Burning Man. And then she shows up. She only shows up twice in the season. Both like times she's just like at, either in the office or at an event. Barely peep, like makes a peep. Which is so interesting. And D- Davina gives me the um, vibe of a J. Crew bubble necklace. <laughs> like they give off the same energy, you know? Absolutely. Overused, always mm-hmm. in the way. Like you want to get rid of it, but they're good, you yeah. know, on the shelf for now. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. So J. Crew Bubble Necklace and Davina are Equals. one and the same to me. Yeah, and I don't really need either, which Correct. I think the producers picked up on too, because they didn't give her any airtime. Um, what are your picks of the week, or what is your pick of the week? Yeah, so I only have one, and something I've been trying to do is, like I mentioned, I've I've been so busy, and I feel that whenever I get home, sometimes I literally just collapse into bed. Yeah. I take off my makeup, run through the shower as quickly as I can. I was so going to say you shower before, right? Yes, I okay, do. Good. Especially because I, since I spin so much, yeah. like I am showering every single day. Now the hair, different yeah. story. I'm, I'm not showering that every Did day. Did you wash your hair for this? It looks good. I actually washed it for the family reunion. Oh, and Just you haven't washed to sh- it since? No, I washed it Thursday night. God, it, your hair does not grease up, huh? Mine it's also does. loaded up with dry shampoo, but my okay. hair the first day is the greasiest, which is interesting. Like my hair you might be using literally the wrong conditioner then. I think so too, but it's meant for blondes with fine hair. Do you apply the conditioner to your root? Well, okay. Cause you're only supposed to apply, you're supposed to only apply the shampoo to your root twice. I like do a rinse and repeat. And then you do the conditioner just to your ends. But what happens like my hair, as soon as I step in the shower, it's matted. So how do you brush the top part of your hair whenever you get out of the shower, if you don't put conditioner in it? I just work my way from from ends to the top and you can use like a detangler I need to do that I think that I'm just frankly a lazy bitch and would just rather have just dry shampoo as my solution yeah but stand by I'll, I'll try okay. that because keep I'd rather just bitch about it than you know be part of the solution you know keep me posted well what is your pick of the week then so cultivating my vibe before I go to bed again I typically just like fall into bed and I have now when I'm getting ready for bed lit a candle got Aww. my diffuser going get the lights at the right setting yeah. um, and read my book. And so my pick of the week is the candle that I literally can't stop burning and it's society candles. Have you heard of them? Of course. Yeah. Obsessed with society. What is the scent? The scent that I love is Mary Lee. And I guess they're all named after family members. Yeah, can you and describe it to us? Is it woodsy, floral? So I'm more of a fresh and floral girly because mm-hmm. I want my house to smell clean like more clean yeah than than like warm and like yeah unless it's Christmas and I can go warm yeah but I just wanted to feel kind of clean and airy mm-hmm. and so I've always like I you know I was into like the the volcano of it all you know I was a volcano bitch through and through but I think that you know we're past that we're past yeah. volcano we need to elevate ourselves like we're grown-ass adults <laughs> and so the Mary Lee candle is I would say that it's like the Older, richer, single sister of Volcano. I love that. You know? Are those, I haven't seen the pricing of those candles. Are they pretty expensive? You know what? They are, but I feel like they last so long. I would say that maybe like 35 bucks for uh, like uh, this 
smaller round ones, oh. not the bigger ones. So they're like interesting. They're pricey. Yeah, but you would you would say worth it. So worth it. I can light it for thirty minutes, and my whole house. And I have a three bedroom house. My whole house is that's important. That's really important. Yes, and okay, well, it's I'll, amazing. I'll link that in the show notes so you guys can check it out. Um, but good, good pick of the week. I love that. I love a yes. candle moment. I'm burning, what is the name of it? It's on the other side. Watermelon. Lemonade. Watermelon lemonade. It's that, like that fresh summery scent. Yes. I'm the same way. I have like a shelf full of candles that I only use for certain times of the year. So this is my summer, spring to summer transition candle. We love. I love it. And that wraps up our picks of the week. Again, if you guys are following me on Instagram at my lips aren't sealed podcast, all of these will be linked there. And if you are listening to this podcast episode at a later date, don't worry. Everything will be saved to my highlights under weekly picks as well. So everything will be linked there for you guys. Are you ready to get started with our Reddit stories? I'm so pumped. Are you? I have no idea what to expect. I'm really excited. So basically, as I mentioned earlier, I got inspired by Two Hot Takes podcast. They're so funny. They just read uh, miscellaneous Reddit stories that people anonymously have submitted, whether that's like relationships or dating or family issues, um, just just like the most random shit. And so I pulled, I think, four stories. I'm going to read them to you. We're going to react. It's going to be a good time. Let's freaking do this. All right. Let's jump on in. All right. So we have story number one and... Again, this is from very directly inspired by two hot takes. So I don't want to take credit for this unique idea. It's not mine. I'm just dipping my toes in the Reddit world. So this is from the Reddit community group, Am I the Asshole? Which is one that they pull from often. So basically we're going to answer at the end with, are they the asshole? Yes or no kind of thing. And we'll we'll give our our little takes on it. So the uh, caption is, would I be the asshole if I tell my girlfriend who's working on losing weight that I prefer her old body? Now I'm going to read a little story. What are your initial thoughts on that caption? My initial thought is fuck off. (laughs) Okay, here we go. I, 31 male, met my girlfriend Rose, 25 female, when she tutored my nephew and we've been together for three years and moved in together a year ago. Rose is someone who loves food. I enjoy taking her to new places to eat and exploring exotic ingredients slash recipes together. She's also active in the arts and crafts community and always offers the nicest advice. And whenever I read through the comments, I could feel how she made those strangers days. Mm -hmm. I think I will never find another one like her. She is the kindest, sweetest person and all my friends and family love her. Even my nephew, who was a demon to all of his previous tutors. This part makes me laugh because... He's just saying like, she's extremely overweight, and that's what he's kind of implying. Okay. Rose is 5'8 and weighed about 170 to 180 pounds. I'm sick. For most of the time we've been together. She is a bigger girl, but to me, she's the most beautiful woman ever. I love hugging her full-figured and soft body. I enjoy playing with a little extra flesh on her upper arms and stomach and the plumpness of her cheeks. This guy sounds like a creep. Anyways, moving on. It also doesn't hurt that her womanly curves are super curvy and full. One of my favorite things was seeing her in a bathing suit for our weekly swim. She was just so huggable. I'm 6'1 and around 200 pounds for reference. Ever since Rose became a grad student, she had more time to herself and started going to the gym more. She also decided to change the way she eats. 
We still go to restaurant dates and cook exotic recipes together, but she ate less and often had half of her food put into go boxes. And our new recipes tend to lean towards a healthier side now. Still delicious and exciting, but it just doesn't feel the same. Rose is now about 140 pounds and she is very happy and tells me she sets 125 pounds as her goal. She also told me she got a lot of compliments from everyone. Her smile was just so sunny. I could do nothing but tell her I was proud of her. On one hand, I love how much bolder she's become. On the other hand, I just miss her old body where her flesh was soft and squishy is now firm. I just really miss all that. I told myself I'm being crazy and selfish. I love Rose. And if she decides to change herself and she loves it and she's happy, I should support her no matter what. From the health perspective, Rose was a bit overweight before, and now she's heading in a healthy direction. All the more reason to encourage her to stay healthy and fit the way she currently is. I feel like a self-centered piece of garbage for wanting Rose to stay, stay round and soft just for my pleasure. It's her body and her choice after all, and I can't see any happy ending out of this hypothetical discussion. I don't dare ask anyone about this for fear of being seen as crazy. Still, do I have a say in this? Would I be the asshole if I talked to Rose about how I prefer her being round and plump? If my boyfriend ever described me as fleshy, mm-hmm. round, plump, whatever other fucking stupid weird adjectives that he it's used. It's like he's describing a turkey that you would get for Thanksgiving. That's what I was going to say. He's talking about either food or he's a serial killer. Yes. And he's like, I... I couldn't wait to read this to you and get your reaction because like I feel we're but we're not stick thin women. No. But even then, like no matter how skinny or big you are, a man should never describe you in any use any of those adjectives. Correct. I felt uncomfortable just reading that. Right. And so the thing is, is like also like the way that the things that he loves about you when like in the first paragraph, everything that he explained, the reasons why he loved her, none of it had to do with her body. Yeah. He was like, she, you know, she's so beautiful inside and out. Like she, you know, is in the crafts realm. Like my family loves her. She has such great energy. Yeah. So tell me why you're so hung up on her doing something that makes her feel really fucking good about it. Yeah. And me being a psychology major in my head, I'm like, he's just like nervous that she's going to get hot and realize that he is a fucking creep. Ooh, that's a good way of thinking about it. I didn't think about that at all. He's going to start seeing that he's like losing the reins a little bit. He's 100% uh, this. And not that you're not hot when you're any sort, size, bigger or smaller, but clearly it's it's hurting him. Like it's affecting his, like their relationship maybe. Yeah. And like as women, like you and I, like we're both trying to, you know, do help make healthier choices. Like it's not easy to lose 30 pounds. Oh my God. It's hard to lose three pounds. Right. Like. And so the fact that she's doing that, you should be so freaking proud of the fact that she's able to lose that kind of weight and Mm -hmm. what it must have taken, especially if y'all are still going to all of these nice dinners that are huge and extravagant and maybe not the healthiest. And she still is able to do that while still maintaining that relationship of things that y'all loved. Yes, exactly. It's not like it's taking away from their habits. She's not saying, oh, I'm meal prepping every day. Um, I don't want to go out to these meals. Like she's, they're still enjoying that time together. So what's interesting to me is he's not saying anything, but clearly it's bothering him. And something about that doesn't sit right with me. Like my, my mind like is still getting wrapped around this because at the end of the day, it is her body. He should be proud of her and supportive. But the fact that he's taking time to write this on Reddit, that was a long submission. Literally. That was an essay. He Mm -hmm. could have submitted that. 
So I'm reading some of the comments. Somebody says, it really doesn't sound like he loves his girlfriend's body wholly. It sounds like he only loves her body when she follows his standards of beauty. Correct. It's the same as people only loving their partner when they're skinny. Interesting. Exactly. Take. Like if yeah. the shoe were on the other foot, mm-hmm. 100%. Yes. Like if somebody dumped you just because you gained weight, it's like, well, things happen in life. Life changes. Oh, some of these comments are just, are just killing me. But somebody says like, a lot of people are just saying he's a scum, scum of the earth. Like clearly you are that. Good. So would you agree he's the asshole for, for even just thinking it? 100%. He's the fucking worst. Yeah, I agree. Criminal. Right. Like put him in jail. Honestly, put him in jail. Straight to jail. Straight to jail. I'm pissed. Me too. They should, he should break up. She should break up with him. He's the worst. Okay, moving on. Next story. Am I the asshole for kicking my whole family out of my wedding over a dress? The person says, and again, this is the am I the asshole community. This is coming from, I don't even think I should say the usernames because they're all funky. But basically this person says, uh, and I quote, honestly, I think I have every right to kick them out. But since a lot of people seem to have a problem with it, I decided to get an outside perspective. Names are changed and I'm deleting this account after a while. My fiance, Mark, has a BFF, Theo. Theo likes wearing female clothes. He won't wear it to work or anything, but if a host slash hostess allows, he will wear it to special events. He's also androgynous, so he slays the look. He asked if he could wear a dress to my wedding and engagement, and I agreed. He wore a thing, parentheses, I forgot what it's called. I'm an immigrant from a not English-speaking country, but it's the pants that are attached to the top. To our engagement party, and the whole party, I noticed that my family was giving him weird looks and outright glaring at him slash passing hidden rude comments. They sat down after and told me that it was weird Theo was wearing something so feminine and asked me if he was going to do the same thing at my wedding. And I told him, yeah, he's going to. They asked me if it bothers me and Mark and asked me if Mark pressured me into letting him wear the clothes. I tell them, no, he didn't. I let him with my own free will. And then they told me that if Theo is coming wearing that, then they won't come. So I tell them, don't come. Now they're mad that I didn't uninvite Theo and they won't talk to me. They also insulted Theo calling him slurs, which is when I Mm -mm. totally uninvited them. Shocking, right? A lot of people are telling me that I'm making a huge mistake on inviting him. My fiance is on my side, but he wants me to think about it. Theo says, while he appreciates me standing up for him, he doesn't want me to lose my family over him. We love Theo. I feel like this is as people say my hill to die on. I was already expecting it and I am fully prepared to cut them off because I don't like their views. This would also have ha- this would have also happened if I had made an LGBTQ plus friend and introduced them to my family. And in my opinion, this would have happened sooner or later. What are your opinions? Am I the asshole? Forgot to add, my parents moved here when I was one. They were 24 and I'm 28 now. So they've been here for a long time. First and foremost, consider me member number one of the Theo fan club. We love Theo. The Theo fact was that he, so respectful. Yes, the fact that he's like, you know what? Cho- you know, choose your family over me. Like, I will bow out of this. It's not, I don't want you to lose your family. And even initially felt that they needed to ask, mm-hmm. you know, so respectful. You can wear whatever you want. Yeah. And 
I appreciate the hell out of that. Literally, if there's a membership fee, I will pay it. <laughs> I am $5,000 a year, Leo. We will, Theo, we Theo. will pay it. 1,000%. One, 1, so I want to hear your thoughts. Initially. So somebody commented, they said, uh, quote, they chose to hate Theo more than they chose to love you. And I think that that hits the nail on the head perfectly. The fact that the family doesn't respect their daughter's opinions enough or her um, decision making enough. They don't have they don't have any respect for her. If she says this is OK with me, I respect it. I, I want him there. He's important to me. And the fact that they're like, we're not going to be there. Peace there. That she just shows how much love you don't have for your daughter and or, or respect. I know they love her, but they don't respect her. And if I was in that situation, it's, it's tough because obviously like I would want my family there at my wedding, but if they don't respect me, then I don't want them there anyways. It's like, it seems like a a hill to die on for me just cause it's like, it's a more, it's like where your morals are. I agree. And if you're not going to stand for something like that, then like, this is the time to show who you're an ally for, what you're, what you're an ally for. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, we are not going through half of the shit that Theo has gone through in order to be seen. Exactly. The least that we can do is stand up to people who make him or her, mm-hmm. them, yeah, them feel uncomfortable. Right. Um, and so I think that comment 100% hits the nail on the head. And I think that, just because a lot of time people's excuses are like, well, they don't know, they're older. And I think that is the most bullshit excuse. And I, especially with that point of, hey, they've been in this country for a long time. And I'm not saying, devil's advocate here, I'm not saying they have to change their views. Everybody to each their own. Everybody correct. can have their own opinion on everything. Broccoli, sexuality, whatever it might be. Correct. You can like or dislike things, but... When it comes to something that's not in your control, Mm -hmm. i.e. a wedding guest list, there's nothing else you can do about it. And you just kind of have to bite your tongue and be okay with it. Of course, like there are situations where I think you should speak up for what you believe in. But with situations like this where nobody's getting harmed by a dress or a romper, it's just, it's a little ridiculous to me. And I I really empathize for the couple. mm -hmm. And I also love the fiance, her husband for being like sticking with her side, by her side and also uh, love that he's like yeah wear what you want like rock it and they're like he slays the look he or she whatever they identify as it's like they're slaying the look we don't care like that's we love theo because of who theo is as a person not because of what they put on their body and also like what a crappy world to live in that a wedding attendee can truly ruin Mm -hmm. something that is supposed to be one of the biggest days of your family's life yeah so do we think that the OP, the original poster, is an asshole for uninviting no. her family. I do have a question, though. What are your thoughts? And I'm just playing devil's advocate for a second. Yeah. What if the parents paid for all of the wedding? Mm. That's a tough one because they do have a say in who gets invited. For example, like they want all their coworkers to come, yeah. things like that. But I also, because it is the bride and groom special day, I also think that they, I feel like the parents, if they were paying for it, they can choose who's invited to the list on the list, but they can't choose to uninvite people that the bride and groom want. I think that's fair. Like they're always like, yeah, like she invited like her three friends or whatever from the country club. Second cousin, this person, things like that. Okay. Maybe you have less of a say in who is invited, but 
you can't they don't have a right to uninvite people that the bride and groom do want there I agree and it just makes me wonder though if that is you know if they are paying for this if that's why they think that they have so much control Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day it's still not your day yeah good point I love that all right well moving on we got two more the next one says and this is a little touchy one for me not really but you know how I am I'm a dog person Am I the asshole for telling my boyfriend I don't want him to adopt a dog? Here we go. Let's <laughs> jump on in. Let me get settled. My 22 female boyfriend, 25 male, really wants to adopt a dog. Now, I know that I'm already going to be very unpopular for saying this, but I'm not a dog person. Yes, very unpopular. Yes, they are cute and fun to play with, but I don't want to live with one or be responsible for one. I didn't grow up having dogs, and when I lived with roommates that had dogs, I did not enjoy the experience. I am also very particular when it comes to cleanliness and germs. I won't even wear my outside clothes in my own bed, and their fur and paws are basically little dirt and germ magnets. The thought of paws tracking germs all over my couch or bed makes my skin crawl. Or they eat their own shit and lick their buttholes, and then they try to kiss you in the face. I'm sorry, dog people, but that is gross, and I can't get behind it. Sorry to laugh. However, my personal feelings about dogs aside, they are also a very big responsibility. It's adjacent to having a kid. You have to adjust your lifestyle and schedule to accommodate a dog. You have to make a conscious effort to train them properly or take them to obedience school. It's harder to be spontaneous. You can't stay out late. You have to make arrangements if you want to go on a trip or even away for the night. Your life becomes more inflexible. All true. I just don't think your 20s are the time to be tied down in that way. He has a very social, he has a very active social life and regularly takes weekends, ski, golf trips. And I'm not sure if he's really considered that or maybe uh, may not have as much flexibility to do those things. I've expressed these feelings to my boyfriends, kind of. I'm hesitant to be too forward. I never want to be that girlfriend that tells her boyfriend what he can and can't do. It's his life. I want to be supportive because he's really excited, but I'm worried it will become a source of contention in our relationship. It's a decision that affects the both of us. And if we want to live together in the future, I will have to deal with an animal living in my home as well. I personally am not ready for that level of sacrifice and compromise it takes to have a pet. But if he gets a dog, it's like I have a dog too. When I gently brought up my concerns and asked if he really thought about the life change he was about to have, he was dismissive. He thinks I am being unreasonable because, quote, how can you not like dogs? Question mark. If I'm honest, <laughs> if I'm honest about how strongly I feel, he may think I am giving him an ultimatum. If I am not honest and he does not and he does adopt, it could cause tension. So am I the asshole if I tell him I really do not want him to adopt a dog? First thing, okay. I always want to give you the platform first because I've read this ahead of time. I've given it a lot of thought. What are your initial thoughts? Well, I have two streams of thoughts. Mm-hmm. One is I have two dogs of my own that I would literally like lick their paws. Yeah. If it meant uh, they would cuddle with me at night. Like Frito paws. Correct. Like that's one, you know, train of thought. Second train of thought is, you know, maybe some someone who's not a dog owner um, trying to understand where she's coming from. But my the first thing is one, she is thinking too much about the future of this dog and this relationship. Y'all don't live together. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, it, I would understand that this would be a huge topic of conversation. If I'm y'all, so curious how long they've been together too. Right. 
like they're, they're young, younger 23 and 25 right and it's like okay like if y'all don't live together I think respectfully like you don't have a say yeah unless he sees this as like a co-ownership then that's different. But what it seems like is that this is very independent. Thinking, like I want to get a dog for me. Mm-hmm. And frankly, if you don't, if you don't agree with this dog thing, he can come to your house at night. Maybe once he puts the dog up, I don't know, but like, it's not your problem. Yeah. I don't think it's really expressed that he even asked her to get a dog with him, Correct. which is a big commitment. Like if a, a boyfriend asked me to get a dog with him, which has happened in the past I'm looking long term with this person like Louis I got Louis with my ex and I was planning on marrying this person didn't work out obviously but the intention was that we were going to co-raise this dog and that's why we made the decision together to get the dog now from a biased perspective obviously like we're both huge dog people I'm obsessed with Louis too and I it's so funny thinking or it's funny hearing her opinions on dogs, like how negative you really can mm-hmm. look at a situation like, well, they stink. They take responsibility. Um, it's, it's like, bitch, you stink too, probably. Yeah, it's a big commitment. And the amount of joy that this dog brings me, my dog brings me in my life. Yes, he's such a big responsibility. If I leave, I have to find care for him. If I travel, oh my God, traveling with a dog is so stressful. Yes, but I wouldn't change that for the world. Like he adds so much more value to my life. And my biggest takeaway from this is they are not compatible. There's a big difference between animal people and not animal people. Whoever I I end up being with has to love my dog like a child. If I've matched with the hottest guy on hinge, this has happened recently. And I asked if he had pets, whatever. And he says, Oh no, I'm not an animal person. I unmatched him. Fair. Because I, I think that's so fair. Yeah. So somebody comments on the, the Reddit and they said, you're going to have to be forward about your feelings. The key to a great relationship is communication. He doesn't know what you're thinking. Don't hint around despair feelings or you're going to end up living with a dog you hate and be miserable for the next 10 to 15 years. I kind of agree with that. And I will say it's better for her to be upfront. It's better for them to break up. If this is a, this is probably a deal breaker for him too. I can't imagine in what other parts of their life that they're different. You know what I mean? Like, what do you mean? We've already said they're different people. One doesn't like dogs. One does. What else do they not have in common? Like, I think this is a relationship issue and Mm -hmm. not a dog issue. Like I actually, so my, one of my coworkers who sits next to me in our little cubicles, um, he is currently going through a divorce. And literally, he said to me the other day, he was like, I should have known um, because she doesn't like dogs. And it's so funny. And I'm not saying that people who don't like dogs are shit people. Yeah. But they're just different people. Yes. And if you can't agree on that, I think that that is a precursor to a lot of other things, mm-hmm. frankly. And that may be me getting too like into the weeds about it. But no, I, I, I agree with that. I think. She's not the asshole for not liking dogs. Like, that's not the point. To each their own, it's back to the broccoli and whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. you can like broccoli. You can not like broccoli. You can like, I don't know why I'm stuck on broccoli today, but I am. Healthy queen. (laughs) (laughs) Thinking about my veggies. (laughs) But you can like dogs. You can like cats. You can not like any animals. But it is, it does come down to a compatibility thing. As for her giving her opinion on whether or not he should get one, keep it to yourself. I think more of the conversation should be, do we see this working out long-term? If so, I don't want a dog. And that's how, that's how I see my future. 
but she has no right to tell him you should or shouldn't get a dog. If he plays golf on the weekend, like things like that. It's like, well, everybody has a life. He's not, we don't know if he's an irresponsible person. Like he could get Correct. a pet sitter. If it's going to add value to his life, he should get the dog and he should ditch her. I so. have a question and this yes. is going to be like, you know, me being devil's advocate. Let's say that you were dating someone and y'all were, you know, very serious, maybe even potentially engaged. Okay. And all of a sudden he like comes down with this illness. Okay. And he goes to the doctor and the doctor's like, you actually have, um, on like you are now allergic to dogs. <laughs> this is so specific. <laughs> okay. But let's say, but let's say that was the case. What would you do? I would keep, I would keep the dog. I would live in separate quarters. I would literally just live in a, a separate quarter. So uh, a little insight into this, my, I think you know this, my mom is battling cancer mm-hmm. and after chemotherapy after like certain treatment treatments that she's had she has to be in isolation she can't at certain points she wasn't able to have her dog come up and sleep with her Mm. and cuddle with her so they just kept the dogs in a different part of the house and it was really like hard for her emotionally but she's not just going to get rid of her dogs because she uh can't like physically be around them she had her husband feed them and she could see them from afar but you just make a sacrifice when you do get a pet that is like a life commitment. Yep. And so even if said hypothetical husband got some weird illness where he couldn't be around dogs, like bye husbands. Well, and also I just, love my babies and just like freaking add Benadryl to my sack of shit. I get from the pharmacy, yes. you know, we'll add it to your regimen. Yeah. Okay. So I think this girl is not the asshole for not disliking dogs, but I think she is the asshole for thinking she has to say, correct. Would you agree? All right, moving on. We have one last story from Reddit that we are going to run through with you guys. And this one hits a little closer to home. So I, as you know, I had a reality TV show. Mm-hmm. And the show was called I Love a Mama's Boy. It was about extreme mother-son relationships. And so I thought it would be fun to sprinkle in a little mother-in-law story. Love. This one's not very extreme. There were a lot of extreme ones. But because this is your first time on the podcast, I was like, let's just... Let's we'll just, get into the weeds later. Let's, let's ease into it. There's nothing creepy or incestual about this one. Okay. There, were, there were a lot of those. Mm. But this one, the caption says, and this has 3,000 upvotes. So this is, that's a lot. Over um, over 500 comments. Some of the past ones only had like 30. Wow. Am I the asshole for being pissed at my future mother-in-law? So my fiance and I have a big wedding planned in 2026. Wow. For money reasons, etc. However, he turns 26 in a month and goes off to goes off of his parents' health insurance while I have great health insurance through my work. We plan to just do a quick formality courthouse wedding in a week and are trying to treat it as much as a business deal as possible to not ruin what we consider to be our true wedding day in 2026. I've definitely heard of people doing this. They secretly get married just for the benefits ahead of time. And you get tax breaks too, right? Yes. A lot of benefits to getting married. We needed two witnesses. So I asked my mom and he asked his, but told them both. They were 100% absolutely not allowed to tell anyone. We didn't want anyone knowing. And they said, okay, since we figured this would mean a lot to them to be, to have them being there. Now tonight I go to a party with his family and I show up to find that his mother my future mother-in-law has told mm-hmm. everyone in the family. And later throughout the night, we even get phone calls from family out of town who are asking about the courthouse wedding. And I blew up. 
I am beyond mad and feel like she 100% betrayed my trust on something that meant a great deal to me. She thinks it was okay since she was just so excited to finally have me as a daughter-in-law. Fuck off. Am I the asshole for still being pissed or should I just suck it up and forgive her? There's no forgiveness found, queen. I would be so pissed. First of all, now you have to deal with answering all these calls and being polite on top of that, now you have to apologize to all these people who you kept it a secret from. And now you have no trust in that mother-in-law. You can't tell her anything. No. Like imagine like one day if you're pregnant mm-hmm. and I think my thing is too, it's like, I'm a firm believer. Like, I don't know that I will ever have a wedding just because like, I know the kind of elevation I would want mm-hmm. and what I could potentially afford. And those aren't the same things. So Relatable. I'm the kind of person I'm like, let's just like, you know, go to Cabo or something. Figure oh, it out. I am a fan of eloping. Yeah. Yeah. Like, let's mm-hmm. just like go to Tulum with like 20 people. And that that's that. And even that's going to add up. Weddings are so expensive. So expensive. And like now the budget for weddings is like, it used to be, you know, like 20, 25 grand. Sickening. And now I it's was, like 50 grand. I would say, yeah, 50, 75. Yeah. And you know that I'm a floral girly. Like I can't. Mm-hmm. So again, like I just like to... It's like my, growing up, my mom never got us name brand stuff. And I always wanted Tom's shoes. Oh, but she got me Bob's, <laughs> which is literally the off brand. And I'm at that laughing. point. The only reason I'm laughing is because this is so relatable. My mom was the same way. We had knockoff everything. Um, even like the coach purse. We would get them from like the flea oh market. God. And they would. Love. We would call them like roach purses. Because, Love. Or like Foat coach. Because it was like a G <laughs> instead of a C. God, I see. And that's my thing. It's like. And, and for me, it's like, I would have just rather not have it. Yeah. I would have just rather had maybe like a plain, like pair of like kids from Walmart. Like, I don't know. I just like, I don't want to be known to have the off brand or like yeah. the second best thing. So that's why I won't be out here having a nice house wedding anytime soon. But my sister recently had a wedding and you look forward to that day mm-hmm. so much. The buildup, the preparation. You are so excited for and, this yeah. event. And the fact that their wedding, I mean, what year is it? 2023. So they have three years of buildup and excitement. And I feel like it just, yeah, it took away from all her excitement. 100%. Like the planning and the announcing. And obviously it's still going to be real for her and exciting. But I guess sitting on that secret when you until the day of, because nobody else knows. So then everybody else thinks that this is like the real official day. And now people are going to walk into the real or the physical wedding and they're going to think, well, they actually already got married. They're going to think less of celebration. Right. And that's so unfair. Mm-hmm. And also it's like, I, so not her story to tell. Somebody commented so funny because verbatim almost what you said. They said, exactly. Never allow her to be the first to know anything you don't want spread in case the original poster, original poster of this post wants kids. Don't let the mother-in-law mm-hmm. know of the pregnancy before anyone else. I absolutely you can't tell her you can't tell her anything right and my question here is now it's like I hope that you're sitting this bitch down and having a conversation with her Mm -hmm. and at this point like it can be a conversation that you and your fiance have great yeah I wonder if the husband was upset that's what I'm wondering because like he needs to sit that bitch down too it doesn't seem like he is because she's questioning should I still be mad or should I just forgive forgive her because she was excited and the gaslighting of the mother-in-law to be like well, I'm sorry I was just excited for you to meet my daughter-in-law Fuck off. it's like girl like that's like she knew she was in the wrong she had an excuse ready to come and I'm just not here for it I don't think the original poster is the asshole at all nope. I think the asshole is the mother-in-law. I might be biased a little bit, but we're I think talking it's the about uninviting people to weddings. I don't invite that bitch. Yeah, just Un- kidding. I'm a little bit ruthless, but like, 
you're not the asshole poster. You're no, not. no, I agree. Um, but that wraps up the Reddit stories. What'd you think about those? I, you know, I always have, I always have something to say. I know. And those, I can't wait to dig a little deeper in the future because I kept him, I kept it like a little more PG. Well, we can definitely get spicier in the future, but, uh, let me know in the comments on Instagram or DMS, what you guys thought about these Reddit reactions. You did so good. I love your opinion. I'm sure you guys will love listening to Kiana. She's just, or Kiana. Uh, yeah whichever you prefer (laughs) all the stories I think a lot of the original posters I think they go into it questioning am I the asshole most of the time they're not I think it's just they need some more extra validation because the people in their immediate circles in real life are gaslighting them into thinking what they did or how they acted was wrong when from an outsider's perspective it's not it's not wrong I okay so I kind of have a hot take I don't understand how Reddit works but now I'm going to go down a rabbit hole. It's a rabbit hole. I just started looking at it too. And it's crazy. Because I would never think, because I just, I've never been a Redditor person. Right. I would never think to go through this traumatic experience and then write it down and get strangers' opinions. Because I don't normally care about people's opinions. But then reading these comments, like I'm like, wow, maybe that Reddit would have helped me when I was going through some shitty stuff. Yep. Like getting people's like support. So it's, it's definitely interesting. It's a rabbit hole though. So I'm going to try to find some new little like, um, communities to dig through. If you guys have any suggestions on communities where you guys like reading and digging around, I know there's like a mother-in-law from hell group and things like that. So let me know. Isn't the point of Reddit, like no one knows each other's usernames. Yes. So like very anonymous, which I kind of love because that makes it even more candid, but they can see anything that you've ever commented on. So on your profile, all your activity from my understanding, and I could be wrong, correct me if I'm wrong, but from my understanding, any activity that you, that you have on the, on the site. So let's say you commented on like a dog picture and you're like, that dog's super ugly. That comment is going to show on your own. It was probably the girlfriend of that boy. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) Fuck that girl. She's the (laughs) asshole. But yeah, that wraps up our little Reddit recap or reactions. I'm not sure what I'm going to title this episode yet, but something, something along those lines. But thanks so much for being on. How was your first podcast experience? Honestly, I'm kind of living right now. Good. Like, I feel like I'm in my element. You're glowing. Say less. She's glowing, guys. Make sure if you aren't already following me on YouTube, make sure to subscribe there. See how much fun we had. I'll be chopping these up into little reels tonight or tomorrow. Takes Love. a lot of time to edit everything. Queen, I can't even like, I, I don't know. It's, it's like, just not. Yeah, especially because like, I have to sync up the audio with the video, but it's all. <gasps> I didn't even think about that. What yeah. if it has a lag? What do you do? I have to like manually bump it up and which usually like doing just the video and audio editing I would say takes like three hours because I'm re-listening to all of our stuff too and editing out if we say um too much or things like that just because I'm picky. I don't think all podcast people do that. I just want to create the best content for you guys. Do you ever get tired of listening to yourself? No, I like my voice. You have a great voice. Thank you. I was listening to the podcast a few (laughs) days ago and I was like, holy shit, like it's so soothing. Which one did you listen to? I think I listened to your most recent one, the one about ins and outs. Yes, that was a good one. And I literally thought to myself in the intro, I said, she has no filler words no ums beautiful thank you I I noticed that uh without that was a good episode actually because I only recorded the audio so I was like sitting on my couch just it's more relaxed I feel like there's a little more pressure when you do have the video camera on you and you tend to use filler words and overthink but when it's just an audio only episode I'm chilling I'm comfortable 
but one of my girlfriends too she's like Kim you have such a sexy voice and so I 100%. sent 100% I sent her a voice memo I was like good morning winter how are you Stop. <laughs> you should be on the calm app maybe that's like you're calling well there's actually there's um I would so do this there's an audio erotica app called <gasps> Quinn I went to one of their parties during South by Southwest they partnered with um Bumble and it was so fun and I met the owner I'd love to have her on my podcast I we connected and I'm like I, they Jesse Williams was one of the voices for the male perspective love. And so I'm like, I should, I would so do that. I would love it. I like, I think that we have officially found your calling. Manifest it. Audio erotica. I honestly, <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> what do you want to do when you grow up? Audio erotica. <laughs> I kind of sound like, oh my gosh. I like thinking about hearing my voice play back makes me want to, might be my 13th no, no, reason. Aside from the catfish fillets. It's, it's going to be good. It'll okay. be good. But thanks, Kiana, for being on Thank my episode. Thank you so much for having me. We'll definitely have you back on again. Let me know your guys' thoughts and feedback. Again, make sure to rate me five stars, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Leave that written review and post your stories listening so I can repost you and so you can be entered to win a very special top secret prize. I love you guys. Again, thanks for being on. I hope you guys enjoyed listening and we will chat more next week. Bye. Bye, y'all.